Hello, my name is Ayana Major Bay, and welcome to The Artist Pivot, a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between. On this episode, I am joined by Melissa Victor, who was a Baltimore native, D.C.-trained, New York City performer in musical theater. She has been seen on many stages across the U.S. and just wrapped her first SAG film, The Foundation. She is also the creator and host of a new children's podcast called Stoop Kid Stories, which is now making its way into households all over the world. A lover of Christ, cookies, and all creativity. We discuss her transition back into her childhood home because of COVID-19 and how she has traded in her Laduca character shoes for a microphone. Here's our conversation. Miss Melissa, how are you, hon? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. I miss seeing you in like Pearl and Ripley. Like, hey, girl. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Like, I, I, I do miss that mm-hmm. so much. Just seeing the faces and giving hugs. Yes, giving hugs. Embraces. G- that's it. Break legs and giving hugs. And oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, oh, I know. Reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The times. The times. times. Great times. Great times. Oh, Lord. Yes. But what have you been up to, you know, in this quarantine that we thought was going to be two weeks and then we're still here? (laughs) Listen, the fact that I packed up my stuff for two weeks and I came home to Baltimore and I was like, I'll be here for two weeks, told my roommates I'll see them. And then here we are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So at first it was a lot of um, laying around, not doing anything because I didn't know which way was up. And then everyone was doing self-tape, so I was trying to grind and do find all these self-tapes, and then that got exhausting. So mm-hmm. then I laid down for a little while again <laughs> for a couple more days. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that was really con- that's been really consistent in this pandemic, I guess, quarantine styleness, is my podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> that's that's really the only thing that I've been consistently working on that's been consistently growing and consistently, you know, reaping what I've sowed into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And were you working on it before the quarantine or did this come out of the quarantine? No. See, I'm one of the podcasters who launched before the quarantine. I see. I see. Um, so I launched in January. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, my first episode was in January, but I like bought my mic and stuff back in November, December, and started writing in November and December. Launched in January, and I was like, okay, I'll do like one episode a month because it was just for fun, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. And then all the kids were out of school, and parents were looking for things for their kids to do during mm-hmm. quarantine. So there was an uptick in children's podcast, right? Um, and I was like, oh, you may need to um put out more episodes and write right. write some more. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. For and for the listeners, her podcast is called Stoop Kids. Yeah, Stoop Kids Stories. We out here. We are out here. Yes, but how how is that? It's great. You know, I I'm trying to treat it like my nine to five right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh which is so bizarre to think about because I remember I used to be the girl that thought I would never be an entrepreneur. You know, mm-hmm. I would never, I'm like, I'm an actor. Like, I'm not an entrepreneur. Like, if everyone, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, the world can't, like, work because everyone has their own company. Mm-hmm. And then now here I am, an entrepreneur, going to my tax lady and hiring lawyers and, you know, about to follow LLC for Stoop Kids because of the rate that it's growing and the opportunities mm-hmm. that it's presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, take this seriously. Because this this is doing something. 
bigger right. than you could have ever imagined, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's great. Good, 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 good. I mean, that's kind of, you mentioned, I think all of us actors kind of think that. And and again, don't know why, but we do kind of think, well, entrepreneur, no, I'm an actor or I'm a performer or a dancer or whatever it may be. I'm not an entrepreneur. And it's like, wait, but why, why do we actually think that, you know? Right. Because someone else said that to me who was not in the industry was like, but you've been an entrepreneur for the past 10, 11 years in mm-hmm. this industry. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, but it's different. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's different. It's different. You know, you're still depending on someone to, you know, give you a job. Mm-hmm. So like, am I really an entrepreneur? But when you have your own, your own creative entity, your own podcast, your own web series, it's yours. You right. don't have that. You don't have to answer to anybody. All the creativity comes from your brain. Mm-hmm. All the words come comes from the depths of your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do it how you want. Right. You could pitch it to who you want. You can take on, you know, sponsorships and collaborations and as whatever you want. It's not like I'm desperate for someone to be like, pick me. No, I'm going to do the picking. Now. Right. Right. 100%. And that part's scary. Yeah. You're like, oh, great. I want to do it. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, it's only me. Yeah, it's only me. So everything mm-hmm. falls on you. I mean, hopefully, I mean, one of my goals is to get to a point where um, I can hire my actor friends to do the voicing for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one of my big goals. And I told all my friends, like, as soon as I get to that point, you know, I'm hiring y'all to play Peach, to play Nathaniel, to play Tia, to play Carr, because I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, get to yes. the point where I'm just like, I'm just the producer where I just own it and I can. And also like, it's weird that I'm voicing boy characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why not give a job to one of my fellow male black actors? Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm learning so much about myself. Um, One of my big goals for 2020, like I wrote it on my vision board and it was my, you know, entry prayer into the new year. You know, God revealed to me who I am outside of being booked and blessed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I really wanted to know who I was outside of belting on someone's stage or dancing in someone's ensemble, you know, across America. And then Stoop Kids really blew up. Right. And I was like, oh, you're a writer. Oh, you're an entrepreneur. Oh, you're a producer. Oh, you are a content creator. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you discovered all of these things. Again, you, I know you said you started it actually before the quarantine, but within it, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm learning all of this stuff about me. Yeah. And this is this is the result. This is the result. And I just, you know, I have the choice to keep going and to really dive into it. Or I can just sit and like, Meh, I'm not going to I'm not going to give in and, you know. I'm going to dive into it and push into it and really, really give it my all and see what stoop kids can be. Because I, if I can, I can see it in my head, what I want it to be. I can dream it. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. But I got to put it in the work. So that's what quarantine is helping me do. Put in the work. Yes. Amen to that. Put in the work. <laughs> so I have a question for you. So we're talking about, you know, our current pivots. Mm. Um, but is there a time in your life that you've had to pivot and adapt before? Mm, yeah. Um, actually last summer. So I've always been the girl in the ensemble, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and the girl who was the ensemble and covered the lead. So I've never actually led a show. Mm-hmm. And my friends will always tell me, like, leading a show is hard. Being the leading lady in a show is hard. Like, you know, you don't just have to take on the the weight of the, you know, the story on stage, but you take on the weight of the cast. You know, you were the lead. I'm like, I got it. Then I got cast in Pippin um, in Connecticut as leading player. And I was like, oh, my God, my first lead, lead role. Not supporting, not, you know, like she wasn't squeaking color purple or, you know, Glendon. Like she is leading player. The first voice you hear is join us. There it is. Right. And that to switch my mind to go from ensemble to lead was a big shift for me in a way that I didn't think it would be. You know, people are are looking to you for guidance and to and to carry the story and to always be on. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to always show up. And I mean, even on in the ensemble, you always have to show up. But there's a different pressure on you when you are the lead. Yes, yes, there is. Yeah, and I didn't. Re- it, it clicked to me what everyone was saying when they told me that. You know, and if your voice is tired that day, like, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, you want to set a good example and you don't want to be the D. I'm like, well, I'm not going to come in today. But no, you want to be like, okay, I, I, I got y'all on my back. We can do this. We could push through. Like, you know, I'm going to be on time for rehearsal every single day. Like, I'm going to be warming up because this show is on my back, basically. Well, me and Pippin, me and Pippin's back. But, you know... And especially being a black girl in a show with all white people, that was a very different pressure than being the black girl in the back, you know, row number four, Mm -hmm. stage right in the ensemble. Mm -hmm. So my thinking, the way I thought about my rehearsal process, the way I thought about um, walking into the show, it had to shift and pivot. Right. That makes so much sense. Mm. That is a pivot, you know, going from ensemble into the leading role. And I've, you know, I've done that before as well, you know, ensemble for most of your career. And then all of a sudden you get that leading role and you're like, okay, this is different. Yeah. Exciting, but different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Completely different, completely different world. You know, even the way that you um, interact with your director, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that I was having one-on-one sessions with my director and the ensemble, you don't get that. It's just like a blanket statement. This is, this is where you are in the, in this world in the scene this is where Mm -hmm. you went or you're just going to choreography for rehearsals and that's it Mm -hmm. no you're sitting down with your director and we're going through a line by line word by word i was like wow okay yeah this is this is different but i'm not i'm not mad at it and yeah it really shifted my the way the way that i had to handle and carry myself in rehearsals and in the run of the show and you were also open to that you know you were open to the okay, I have to change my thinking. You were open to the adaptation and the pivoting and the, okay, yes, I'm op- okay, I can do this. Yeah, because if I wasn't, you know, you can't you can't be a lead and have that closed-minded thinking. Mm-hmm. There's no way, because then there's no room for growth. There's no way, there's no room for you to step into that character and really be truthful and live truthfully in the world if you're so closed-minded. You know what I'm saying? If you're not going to accept and adapt to what Mm -hmm. comes your way in this, in this new world that you're in. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what would you hope that our industry learns and how our industry can pivot and adapt because of the quarantine and everything that is happening in the world? And, And also now things that we already knew were happening in the microaggressions in theater, not even theater. Let me, excuse me. Let me say the microaggressions in the entertainment industry Mm. that were already present 
mm-hmm. especially for us black women. But now they they have come to light. Yeah. And so how do you hope that our industry moves forward? Well, I think on a grander scale, I, th- I hope that our industry will accept new people. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. even right now in the pandemic, we're seeing this um, spotlight on people who have already been on Broadway. Mm-hmm. But then you see people, other people who haven't been on Broadway constantly, constantly putting out beautiful content. Yeah. You yeah. know, people are doing monologues and monologuing songs and and writing songs and singing their audition pieces on Instagram. And I'm like, look at all this talent. Mm hmm. Some of y'all sing better than the people that are on Broadway. Some of y'all, some of y'all look better than the people that are on Broadway, but producers are so, and you know, you like who you like. Yeah. I understand that. And you, you know that this person works well, so you're going to cast them for the same five shows. But I hope that they take this moment to really use social media to look and see what else is out there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's some beautiful work being done. And because we're in quarantine, it's like, well, why not? plug up my phone and beat my face and sing a song and put some hashtags and get some traction. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. And as that trickles down into the black community, because you see the same five black actors in the shows, you see the same five black actors in, in TV and film, mm-hmm. give us a chance, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's one of my really, really big concerns and then if we trickle down to the nitty-gritty of it if we're talking about new people step producers and white directors and step aside step aside and let that new person step up or Mm -hmm. that person that you have cast five six times and they have been your dance captain five or six times let them step up to be choreographer Yes. Let them step up to, you know, even, or if they're not ready for choreographer, let them step up to be the assistant choreographer. Move mm-hmm. the tier so that you can funnel these new people in and you can move your regulars mm-hmm. up into higher positions because they've been in it. Right. So I know they're having they're having these conversations. You at the top step aside and let some of these uh, other people s- step in. Yeah. Fresh new faces. Fresh new faces. No, that makes so much sense. And it's that's what it is. And step aside or even like what's as as you were talking, I'm like thinking about how about or you giving the money to produce something new. Yeah. So instead of this, you know, another production of I'm trying to think of a show that has so many revivals, but another production. of Any Rogers and Hammerstein. Any, right. Yes. Any Rogers and Hammerstein show. Another one. No, 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 no. How about you take your millions of dollars and let's produce something new and crazy. Yeah. Why not? Something, why not? The industry is, I don't want to say scared, because I don't know if that's the right word I want to use, but very timid about things they don't know. Sure. But I also and, think that they're lazy. Oh, well, yep, that's true. <laughs> that might have been the word I was looking for. <laughs> yes. Because doing something new requires work, doesn't it? Uh-huh. But yeah. if you really wanted to, you would just, you would, you would go down to... Uh, the off-Broadway theaters and see shows like A Strange Loop. Mm-hmm. You know, you would you would go down into these black box theaters and see the new works. You would go to the festival festivals at Williamsburg and things like that and see um, what these new artists are writing. Mm-hmm. You know, you would go to MCC Theater and see all those lovely black plays by all these black female femme playwrights and then why not why are they not why are they not going from MCC theater to Broadway? Why are they just staying there? 
Right. Oh, because you would rather do To Kill a Mockingbird again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're like, it's great. That's a great play. But why are we doing it for the 75th time? Right. You know, we we didn't read it in high school. Mm-hmm. High school didn't probably did it. <laughs> right. Your community theater has done it. Your church mm-hmm. probably has done it, depending on uh, where you're from. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I want to see exactly. something new. I really hope that this quarantine is the birth of newness. Mm-hmm. I really, and on all aspects, new people, new works, new leadership. New reg- mm-hmm. rules and regulations, new guidelines. Uh, yeah, newness. Yeah, newness. I love it. Newness. <laughs> <laughs> so with the newness, do you believe that that's a way for, I guess, all artists, no matter what medium, a way for us to, I guess, continue to have hope in the industry? You know, it's hard right now. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep, you know, your head above water and to keep that hope alive of like, yeah, this is still the right path that I'm on and the industry will come back. And so do you think that, right? Well, (laughs) well, well, (laughs) okay. Will will it? Um, I, you know, I'm going to answer that. I say, yes, it will. But I don't think it will be in the way that we thought or the way that it has been. If so what does sense. that look like? We're all on stage in mask and shield, face shields? No, no. I don't think, I definitely don't think so. I don't know. And I think that TV and film will come back first. Sure. Yes. Definitely. I think theater is going to take a little longer. Yeah. Everybody's saying, you know, 2021. I'm like, mm, 2022. <laughs> I mean, from from the my friends who, have, who were in Broadway shows when it hit, Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking like maybe fall 2021. Because at first it was January, mm-hmm. Broadway's back. Right, right. Then it was like March, dot, yeah, dot, dot. Now it's like, like uh-huh. late summer, early mm-hmm. fall. But mm-hmm. back to your question. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good, honey. You're good. You're good. Number one, how are you keeping yourself motivated during quarantine, no matter, you know, whether it's mentally, spiritually, physically? And then how would you suggest that someone who's just, you know, fortunately, we both have podcasts now, so our brains are are full of things circulating. Mm-hmm. But for those who are still kind of in that rut of like, I don't really know what to do right now, you know, what would be your words of encouragement? I'm not motivated every day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. In the days I'm not motivated, I don't do anything. Um, because that's just what I need for my peace and for mm-hmm. my mental health. Um, I'm not going to force myself to do anything that I don't want to do because this is a very traumatic time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to pack up my entire apartment in New York. It was the first time I had signed a lease. Mm. And to, and when I moved all of my stuff back home into my childhood home and I hung up my clothes, I had an anxiety attack. That lasted 36 days. So I'm not going to sit up here and force myself to be motivated. Um, If the motivation comes, great. If I'm I'm inspired, wonderful. But if I'm not, I'm just going to rest. Right. I'm just going to rest. And I think, and I'm going to give myself grace when I rest. 
mm-hmm. um, and allow myself to be like, it's okay that you don't want to do anything today. It's okay. Oh. You woke up today. That's enough. You mm-hmm. walked down the hallway and came back to your bed. That's enough. Your body, that means your body is still able. Your mind is still working. Your heart is still beating. Mm-hmm. So God didn't give up on you yet because your heart is still beating. And I find when when my podcast is going and I'm getting emails and I'm all excited, that's great. And then I fall into a trap when there's a week of no emails and no new Patreon uh, followers or I'm like, okay, I have nothing to do. Like, what do I need to work on? I'm like, just chill out. Mm-hmm. Just rest. If you want to write a story today, write a story. If you don't, you don't. Right. It ain't, the podcast isn't going anywhere. And COVID-19 is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So just rest. For those who may not have, you know, another project to work on, whether it be YouTube or your writing scripts or a podcast, rest. And be okay with resting. We don't need to be fired up right now. We were just fired up hitting the pavement January and February. You know, at times we're we're busy. Rest. Watch your favorite. Go watch Cheetah Girls 2 again. Okay. (laughs) Listen, Moesha is out on Netflix now. Yes. Go watch Moesha. The game just just dropped the other day. Yes. Um, So, yeah. Go watch... Watch something that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do something that makes you happy. And if that's laying in bed, lay in bed. Because, like I said, these are traumatic times, and I don't want to force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. Right. Um, as long as it's not detri- detrimental to your, like, health, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not saying, you know, sit at home and eat a hundred gallons of ice cream and um you know mess up your immune system because we need strong immune systems vitamin c everyone um in this time in these times um but do do what makes your do what makes your person happy that's it like do what makes you happy Mm -hmm. that is it and and like you mentioned the hustle like girl the hustle the The hustle. hustle is so real and i think it's Honestly, and I'm and I'm going to speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I guess I felt guilty for resting, if that mm. makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, my show had closed and I was forced to, you know, come home. I'm back at my mm-hmm. mom's house. Mm-hmm. And but with that, I still had a couple things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But on those days that I didn't feel like doing anything and that literally wanted to lay in bed and watch Netflix, I started to guilt myself for it Yep. because we're always on the hustle. We're always on the grind in the city. We don't have the time to rest. Nope. And then when we do, you feel like the world is passing you by. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I, I will speak for myself and definitely like I felt guilty for resting And it's, you're right, you know, we shouldn't. We should be like, if that's what makes us happy today, that's what makes us happy today. We are alive to make that decision that that's going to make us happy today. Right. And even if you do feel guilty, sit with with the guilt. Like, we're going to experience so many emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, if today you're feeling frustrated, sit with that frustration, process it. Why do you feel frustrated? Mm -hmm. You know, what's frustrating you? Let's, um... Let's get to the root of that. Okay, today I feel guilty. Why do you feel guilty? Um, mm-hmm. Because you didn't move as much today. Okay, do you like this feeling of guilt? No, 
what can you do tomorrow so that you don't feel guilty? I'm not saying go run five miles, but maybe you go walk around the block. Right. Would that lessen your guilt? You know, I'm not saying that you got to do five self tapes and then make a voiceover reel and then submit to five different managers because I was doing that too, Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, keep up and do all these, these things. And when I didn't want to do it, I felt guilty. Right. You know, or I'm not on Actors Access every day, submitting, submitting. What are you submitting for? Right. Ain't nothing, ain't no job happening. Sit down. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so when you feel guilty, you know, sit, sit, sit with every emotion, whether positive or negative, sit with it, process it and think about, and think about how it makes you feel. And if it makes you feel ugly inside, think of a small way to change it for the next day. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm just like, child, the skills that I'm learning. The skill, let's, t- the skills. Let's talk about that. Right. Ma'am, the skills. Okay. Because. Okay. I wouldn't, I would have never known. I did my theme song for my um, podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess this is where uh, imposter syndrome comes in. I have a $200,000 music degree. Right? Oh, girl. $200,000. Like, I don't have a BFA, I have a bachelor's of music. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I said, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to ask one of my musician friends mm-hmm. to make my theme song for me. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped myself. I said, Melissa, you have a whole degree in music. If you don't sit down and make this song yourself. Okay. And you I said, I have an entire degree. Enti- like not a half a degree, not no, a mind, not like half. a bachelor's of music from the Benjamin mm-hmm. T. Rome School of Music in Washington, D.C. at the Catholic University of America. Make this song, girl. <laughs> and what did I do? I made a whole trap theme song for my uh, podcast. There and the go. kids love it. The kids go up for it. They love it. There you go. Right. Using your skills. Skills. Using your skills and learning new skills. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In this time. Using them and learning new ones that you can put towards your career just even or even just towards your life. Yeah. Because who would have ever... Like, if we were on the grind right now, right? Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. were auditioning and we wouldn't have time to do this. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Nope. No. I probably would have still been on episode maybe four or five mm-hmm. of my podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe, maybe let's say episode four. Right. Right. I'm halfway through season two. <laughs> so, you know, skills. Skills. It's <laughs> it. Yes, it's the skills. And mm-hmm. this time has, fortunately for us, we're able to use the skills yeah. and develop new ones and go, oh, okay. Well, I do have to pivot. I do have to adapt. How can I do that? Yeah. And yeah, figure and out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And figure out how to do it. It's a one it's a wonder what happens when when you're kind of forced to, in yeah. essence. Like when you're okay, I know I have to adapt. I know I, I or, or not no. I want to. When you're open to okay, I want to adapt. I want to pivot. Now God, universe, whatever you want to call it, somebody help me. Tell me what to do. You know, bring things and people into my life mm-hmm. that will inform this pivot and all of the things that I need to do now in this time that you are granting me with. Right. Yeah. And look what has happened. Right. Look what has happened, you know, and it's so there's no turning back now. Oh no, girl, there's no turning back. <laughs> we we yeah. in too deep. I'm we in gotta, too deep now. We got equ- we got equipment. Okay, we're in too deep. <laughs> okay, girl. This whole this whole little studio I'm sitting in it costs too much. Listen, we turned in our Ducas for a uh, microphone. Uh, uh, 
Melissa, <laughs> you better say that again. Okay? <laughs> because I'm looking at the Milo Dukas right now. I'm like, oh, I don't know the last time I put you on, but this microphone, baby. I'm like, oh, maybe I should like treat myself to like another one. Right? <laughs> we have turned in Laducas for microphones, mm-hmm. friends. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's the, that's, that needs to be the title of this episode. That's, the that's, that's it. That's the title. Laducas <laughs> for microphones. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my. That's so true though. That's, that's a pivot. So true. That's yes. That's a pivot. And it's, yeah, I, I don't think I would be specifically in this place if it weren't for the quarantine, you know, right. like I've said, I was in the business course um, through the actors fund that I was taking, but I was on a different path. So I was writing a book about auditioning and workshops mm. to help actors, which I'm still going to do. That's the thing. It's still on the workshop table. It's still there. The book has gone through its first edit. Like it's Wonderful. there. It's there. Thank you. But that's not it right now. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. the book is so niche to New York mm. um, and auditioning in New York and my stories. Cause I was a, a monitor for actors equity for two years Ah, okay. You know, so I got some stories. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then I was non-union for eight years of my career, non-union mm. and unrepresented. Mm, and then I okay. went to union and represented. So those are two different lives. Yeah, absolutely. And so talking about that and just, you know, auditioning in New York. But I just was like, no, Ayanna, this isn't, this is good and you will release it and this will be, this world will see it and read this book and, and have the workshops. But that's not it right now. So that's not, I, yeah, I just that's remember not it right like, now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, how can I pivot? And so how can I still talk to people and still, you know, be within my mission statement for uplifted artists. And so the podcast was like, Oh, that's, that's actually what's needed right now is the podcast to like talk to my friends and, and my colleagues and, you know, the artists who are, we are going through it right now, <laughs> baby, okay? going through it, going through it. <laughs> But to then just let's talk, let's celebrate, let's celebrate the the pivots that you have big and small. They don't even yeah. have to be huge pivots, you know, just things you've decided to do in this quarantine. Yeah. Some people picked up knitting and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to knit and do arts and crafts. Right. And, and watch, they're going to have a whole knitting line when we get out of this. Listen, we're going to uh-huh. have vocal scars ready to go for the winter time. Okay. Cute. <laughs> it's going to be cute. It's going to be real cute. <laughs> 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 the pivot the pivot is is real and it's happening the pivot is so real and happening but it that's but you know that's in us melissa that is innately in us i think because of the hustle of our industry and especially new york oh yeah oh yeah i mean we, you have to pivot you know when you're on stage and someone drops a line hello okay <laughs> right or you're on stage and a fire alarm goes off and it's like okay everyone has to go outside for 20 minutes in the mm-hmm. cold and you got to come back in and pick right up Mm-hmm. You know, yes, <laughs> yes. Or set piece doesn't rise. Oh, or or, or or the pit doesn't close. Oh, now, I've had that a couple times. Oh, wow. You're like, well, okay, I'm not gonna step that way. <laughs> I, yeah, but not, you are not gonna do, or you know, or you know, I am the queen of my wig falling off. Ooh, <laughs> every show Ooh. it happens. Yeah, I am the queen, and it only happens when I'm on for. My understudy role. Okay. It's never when I'm in the ensemble. Uh-huh. Whenever, like, whenever I step into the role that I'm understudying, wait, gone. Gone. Wow. So, you know, how do you, how do you recover? 
Exactly. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. How do you recover? And I think that's it. That's that's what pivoting is, is how do you recover? Because we mm-hmm. we have it in us to reevaluate the situation and then to adapt. It has been lovely to speak to you, Melissa. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and your insight and the creation of your podcast. I just have one last thing to say to you. And that is, I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Oh, that was beautiful. (laughs) I received that. And I passed that back to you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God, this was so great. Like, I feel so official. Like, ah, we're out here podcasting. We're out here podcasting, girl. (laughs) (laughs) This is so great. And I'm like, I'm literally honored that you you had me on because, you know, I'm in my own bubble creating my own things and I don't know mm-hmm. who is who's out here watching and pay, paying attention mm-hmm. uh, not that I'm doing it for attention but you know people have have noticed you know and so I'm honored that you wanted to speak to me and hear my little side of my story in of this course, quarantine life course. Melissa thank you so much for sharing and I want to highlight a few things First is hoping that this quarantine brings newness, whether it's in your personal life, family, or career. And the second is rest and being okay with resting, not ignoring your responsibilities, but resting and knowing that you need it. Thank you again, Melissa, and thank you for tuning in. I'll speak to you soon.